0: This economic report is sponsored by Rick Kelb, Wealth Management Advisor with Northwestern Mutual since 1983 on Spring Street, Nevada City at rickkelb.com. Well, Gary, um, welcome back to KVMR. It's been a couple weeks. Well, once again, the Federal Reserve Uh, they're in the news about the economy this week let's talk about monetary policy and how the fed might start changing or tightening monetary policy
1: well thank you paul so yeah let's start with what the fed policymakers were discussing and debating at their monetary policy meeting at the end of july uh Immediately after the July meeting, the Federal Reserve policymakers' statement announced that they decided not to make any major changes to their overnight interest rate target, leaving it near zero, and their quantitative easing, uh, or 120 billion dollar a month bond buying program. And those, you know, those decisions were pretty much expected at the July meeting. Um, then last week on Friday, the policymakers published the minutes from their July meeting, and it, you know, it has received lots of media coverage. The Minutes indicate the policy changes the Fed was discussing and considering and when and under what economic and financial conditions they might start making any policy changes or tightening. And, you know, those changes would start with tapering or reducing the size of the monthly um, bond purchases that are currently at one hundred and twenty billion dollars a month. After the bond purchases are done, they're likely, um, you know, going over to take time to increase uh, Fed's overnight interest rate target to about two and a half percent. You know, that's the target rate that, you know, today is, is near zero.
0: Well, Gary, were there any uh, big surprises to what uh, Fed policymakers were discussing
1: in, in your view? Uh, no, Paul, the Fed policymakers, and those are the Fed governors in Washington, D.C., and the 12 regional Federal Reserve Bank presidents around the country, um, you know, they don't like to surprise the financial markets and the economy. And there were indications and in speeches and comments from several of the policymakers that they were interested in beginning the process or discussing the process of gradually moving away from a monetary policy, providing lots of support to the economy, and the recovery with bond purchases that lead to low interest rates and with low short-term interest rates, you know, and all those things were designed to help the recovery from the short but very deep COVID recession in 2020. And of course, in making those, Decisions. the Fed policymakers are evaluating data on the economy and the financial system. And those have been a little bit more mixed in recent weeks. Uh, but they, you know, want to know especially how close the economy is to reaching the Fed's two monetary policy goals. That would be full employment you know, somewhere around 4% and an average 2% inflation in the long run.
0: Well, Gary, uh, how close is the Fed to those goals?
1: Well, on the positive side, Paul, the economy has added about 1.9 million jobs over the past two months. That's quite a few. And the unemployment rate has moved down to 5.4%. Um, that's you know still above, well above four percent, that many of the Fed policymakers consider to be full employment. Um, but obviously, it's much closer than we have been since COVID ravaged the economy in 2020, and the unemployment rate soared to almost 15%. So, you know, we we still have a ways to go there, but we're making progress. Uh, meanwhile, the inflation rate numbers have moved noticeably above the Fed's two percent inflation target for the first time in <laughs> a decade. Um, some some measures up to four. 5% from a year ago but you know most policy makers expect that spike to be temporary as the supply chain supply chain issues um, and the 2020 COVID impacts wane so that, you know, overall, that's a plus two, you know, if it is a temporary increase. On the downside, and I'd go with uh, Fed Chair Jay Powell's recent comments, you know, the, the big impact here is, you know, how much of an impact does COVID have, in particular, the Delta variant? You know, that remains a big issue that could hurt the economy's recovery. And, you know, that remains one of the key factors driving the, the economy today.
0: I say that's uh, really true, even on a local level with businesses. Uh, just wondering what, you know, how that is going to affect uh, our own economy up here in
1: Nevada County. Yeah, uh, and in and in our own spending too, all for all yeah. of us. You know what, what, how we spend and what we spend, and we're we're not spending on travel and yeah. and, and other things and things like that. Yeah.
0: Uh, Gary, isn't uh Fed Chair Powell's? Uh, isn't he scheduled to speak at an important Fed conference later this weekend? I'm curious, why did the Fed change that from an in-person conference to a virtual or video conference just a few days ago?
1: Yes, Paul, everybody will be listening to Fed Chair uh, Jay Powell's comments for more clues to the future monetary policy. Uh, And the reason, you know the Fed decided to move from an in-person conference uh, of central bankers at Jackson Hole, Wyoming this week to a virtual conference, I think that just illustrates concerns about the risks to the economic recovery and to health uh, related to the spread of uh, the Delta variant. Um, As Powell has indicated, you know, just mentioned, you know, the path of COVID will be an important factor in both the health risks and economic risks in the month ahead. And so the bottom line here, I think, is because of COVID and the spread of the Delta variant and, you know, a new wave. Wave, there remains much more uncertainty about the, the strength of the recovery and the uh, higher risks of getting COVID. Um, so that's, I think, the pretty clear reason why they decided to make this a virtual um, meeting rather than in person with, with travel. And economists will clearly be waiting on the August labor market data that's released the first week of September. I think that'll give a uh, give us a better read on the negative effects of the Delta variant of COVID-19 on the job numbers and on the unemployment rate numbers. Those will be out um, in about 10 days. So yeah, that, that is, that's an important number to be looking at, see how the economy is doing.
0: Oh, one more question, Gary. Uh, what are, are the policy changes that the Fed might be looking at over the next few months? And how might those policy changes affect the recovery in financial markets?
1: Oh, tough question, Paul. I think that the short answer is that we should expect to see higher interest rates um, overall. Uh, the first thing the Fed is likely to start is tapering or reducing its monthly purchases of U.S. Treasury securities and mortgage-backed securities, you know, starting, you know, reducing them from the $120 billion a month uh, over time. Um and then, you know, the Fed needs to be careful here because after the financial crisis, when they began reducing their bond or when, when Chairman Bernanke noted that they were going to reduce their bond purchases and testimony, you know, that's a policy that should increase longer term interest rates, including mortgages, the financial markets had a had a tantrum and uh, Chair Powell and the Fed don't want another financial market tantrum. So they're trying to be very careful with the markets and with their communications and to get, get folks ready for, you know. Reductions in bond purposes, you know, and I think uh, we've seen a number of policymakers have publicly suggested we're, you know, that they're moving in that direction with, you know, reducing the bond purchases to, that are designed basically to lower longer-term rates. Um, next, you know, the the next the Fed will begin to raise the federal funds interest rates. That's the um, overnight interest rate that they target. Um, you know, as of June, the policymakers really didn't expect that increase to start happening until 2023. Um, and, uh, you know, now it's zero to 25 basis points or, you know, quarter of a, you know, zero to a quarter of a percent. Um, so essentially zero. Um you know, and again, in June, most of the policymakers expected the target interest rate, the short term target interest rate, to increase in 2023, rising to about six tenths of a percent by the end of 2023. Um, and in the longer run, and that is with the economy at full employment around a 4% unemployment rate and an average inflation rate around 2%, um, you know, the Fed policymakers expecting that overnight target interest rate to climb up to about two and a half percent so you know as of this week the fed has a long way to go to return monetary policy to a more neutral policy that isn't designed to speed up the economy in this case so you know we still have a long way to go with fed policy but you know um, and it's important that they, it gets done right to keep the economy uh, recovering, um, you know, and policymakers know that they'll need to take away those very low interest rates to avoid overheating the economy at some point down the line. So that's, uh, that's the challenge for the Federal Reserve and the, the months and couple of years ahead.
0: Well, there's lots of information there, Gary, for people to absorb. And, uh, <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh, no, that's, that's that's what you do. That's what you do. Thank you, Gary. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you in, in a couple of weeks.
1: Okay. Thank you, Bob. Bye-bye.
0: Gary Zimmerman is a retired senior economist for the San Francisco Reserve in San Francisco and currently is a visiting professor at the Vienna University of Economics and Business in Austria, where he teaches courses in economics and finance.